0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on my little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So here we are another week, and I have been sick. I have a cold, so you have to excuse my voice if it's a little off today. Um, I have been sick for this entire week with a cold. My a couple of family members here are down with it. And it has just been, you know, the typical, I guess, winter sickness over here. So I hope you are well, wherever you are listening. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. We've used their homeschooling curriculum for as long as I can remember, Um, and you will be very blessed. Go check out their website at Apologia.com. They have all kinds of freebies and resources besides just homeschooling curriculum, so go check them out. Um, Today, I want to talk about Smashing Idols and how idols can get in the way of our quest to live more simply. And really, you know, anything that gets in the way of God is an idol. And anything we think about more than him is an idol. Anything that we elevate above him is an idol. And often we don't think about that these days. We think idols are of, you know, ancient times, and they're made of wood and stone and statues. And that's, you know, partially true that those things existed. Um, But our idols don't even have to be actual material, physical things. Our idols can be anything that we like i said elevate above the lord there's a story in second kings 22 uh, to 23 that i remember when we were reading through the bible with my kids i just the story struck me so much several years ago we read through the entire bible as a family it took us two and a half years to get through the whole thing but i remember getting to this one it always stuck in my head um that it has so much to do with you know all the things that I talk about, and so I won't sit here to give you a big Bible lesson on it. I would love for you to get in the Word yourself and go look it up in Second Kings twenty two to twenty three, um, also the stories in Second Chronicles thirty four and thirty to thirty six, um, but the basics are that. King Josiah is leading the people of Judah and he wants to lead them back to God. He um, orders the temple when he becomes king. He orders the temple of the Lord to be cleaned and to be fixed. And while they're doing this, um, the book of the law is found and it had been lost and forgotten. And Josiah reads this book of the law and realizes like, What are we doing? We have not been following this book. And it gets pretty dramatic. He ends up going around and just destroying everything he can find that is false worship, you know, um, throughout the temple and the kingdom, destroying statues, destroying things. And what I remember there's like one verse, and I don't have it in front of me, but there's one verse um, that I remember reading, and it was just like it talked about how he smashed The idols to pieces, like to dust. And I thought that was such a great visual of, you know, what we can do in our lives. Of course, you know, we can purge our homes and clutter our stuff, because quite frankly, stuff can become idolatry. Um, But there's also so much there about, you know, really smashing idols that anything that gets in our way of God and not like, like when you smash something to dust, you can't put it back together again. And I guess that's what struck me was you know, he, he cleaned house, right? He, and he was angry, like he went through and he was like, what are we doing? So you recognize that repentant spirit first, like, you know, when, whenever you want to make a change or you want to, you know, um, you recognize a sin, repentance is so important. So many people forget this step, right? Repentance means that you turn away from the thing or whatever it is, the sin, and you turn toward God. And so you recognize where you've gone wrong and you turn away from it. So immediately he does that. He, he reads this, you know, book of the law. He recognizes we're not living this way and we need to destroy these things because he wants to honor the one true God. And so, you know, he turns away from the the sins and he wants repentance and he wants then to destroy the idols and you know quite frankly the only one that can really smash these things to pieces I believe is God quite frankly Jesus did on the cross right but there's these things that hinder us that get in our way so I want to ask you today what can you smash to pieces like Josiah what is hindering you in your walk with the Lord making your life cluttered, making your life feel complicated, what is hindering you? Because I'm telling you, there is so much freedom when you smash that idol once and for all. And again, that's, there's so many of us that we have these things that kind of hinder us on our walk these idols, anything that we can put, you know, between us and God, whether it's worrying about something, whether it's, you know, your career, trying to climb the, you know, ladder, whether it's, um, you know, money, whether it's, you know, accumulating stuff, it could be your house, you know, in this DIY HGTV world we live in, it can really become idolatry, our home can become our idol, because it's like, we want to renovate. We want to, you know, do all the stuff. We want to make it just so because we saw it on HGTV and everybody else is doing it on Instagram. And you know what? I always crack up. By the time you get done renovating and spending thousands and ten thousands of dollars, it's out of style. Quite frankly, you watch episodes from a few years back, they're already out of style. I remember when, what, granite countertops was the big thing. Now I watch HGTV or I don't really have HGTV, I shouldn't say that, we don't have TV, but like Hulu. <laughs> and I'll watch like a rerun, and it's like, oh, granted, it's out of style. I'm like, who, who, who knows, right? I remember when that was a big thing. So I don't know what's in style now, because I'm not into that stuff. But, you know, these things become idolatry for some. For others, like I said, it might be career. For many homeschoolers, I've seen homeschooling become idolatry. It's because we're focused on... This, you know, homeschooling and it becomes like this thing that becomes bigger than it needs to be. Um, good things can become idols. Your family, your friends, you know, that you can you can make things that are good in your life into idolatry. Anything that you are putting more time and energy into before your walk with the Lord. You know, the first commandment says we shall not have idols. We shall have no other gods before Um, The one true God, and so as soon as something is an idol, it's really becoming like a god. And so I've seen in my life the things that I have not yet smashed, and the things that I have smashed. So what I mean by that is, you know, I've told you many times that I'm a worrier, and I can worry, and. That's one of those idols that I try to destroy, but I'm not destroying it to dust because it continues to creep back. And so, and it's not necessarily the worry is the idol, but the things that I'm worrying about. And like I said, family, you know, money, the thing, health, the things that many of us um, can worry about. So, you know, there's been times in my life where I feel like I've smashed those idols to pieces. And then there's been times in my life where... That I've seen that, you know what, I thought it was gone. I, I thought it was smashed to pieces, but I must have left a little piece behind because it's coming back. So just lately, I've been thinking about, though, the progress that I've made in the area of this, like money and health scares and worry um, or worry, whatever it is, you know, about my family. Um, I have really made progress, especially in the past year or so. I've really, really, like felt that deep down. I'm getting to the dust. I'm getting there. Um, But you know, for all of us, it's different. So I want to ask you first, what, what things do you need to um, work on to really destroy that idolatry to smash to pieces? And how can you go about doing that? And then I, I would ask you, why does it take precedence? You know, for me, obviously, the worrying well worrying is something I have done my entire life. It's like in my genes. My my parents, the I come from a family of warriors. And so God is so good because he had me marry Steve who comes from a family of complete non worriers like I've never seen anyone worry less than them so how gracious is God to put us together because he knew that I would need to be in a family like that um but I mean I'm not joking they do not worry about anything like someone's in the hospital they're like it'll be fine like we take one thing at a time they don't get so far ahead of themselves see like our family we go to worst case scenario somebody gets sick and we're like you know worst case scenario in Steve's family, it's like somebody gets sick and you just deal with, you know, one moment at a time, which is so healthy. Um, so I have definitely learned, you know, from his family um, how to sort of practically um, put worry at bay. But, you know, it's a really a spiritual problem. I talked about this. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I talked about it with my family last night. I've talked about it somewhere out there, if I posted it on Facebook or Instagram or something, about... Um, there's a verse in First um, Peter, I think it's First Peter 4, no, 5, uh, verses 6 and 7 says, um, Humble yourselves. I'm not, I'm not going to say it exact because I don't have it in front of me, but humble yourselves before the hand of mighty God. And then it goes on to say, cast all your care on him for he cares for you. And so I was reading that recently. And how many times have we heard that verse, like, you know, cast all your cares on him, especially for somebody who deals with anxiety and worry. And I'm like, Oh wait, it tells you before that and even before that, the verse before that says God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble and then it says therefore humble yourselves and I'm like oh humility is the key here humility is the key to not worrying. So when I worry it's so prideful. Because it's basically saying I want what I want and if I don't get it, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and it's saying I trust in myself more than God. I I don't know, you know, like how I could be so prideful. And I I realized that. Um, So I have been making greater strides in that smashing. And I'm hoping to get that one to dust real soon. But I mean, everybody has an amount of worry in their lives. That is normal care and concern and caution. Um, But what I'm talking about is when I turn it over and over in my head so that it becomes an idol because... I'm turning it over and over in my head forgetting that God is in control and God is sovereign and I ultimately want what he wants. See, I think the worry comes from, well, what if he wants something bad? <laughs> what if his outcome doesn't match mine? And so, you know, I I have to work on that. So that to me would be one of those idols that I'm working on. You know, everybody has different things. Like I said, some people, it's... it's um, You know, it doesn't have to be a material thing. It can be something that you're striving for. You know, are you striving for being a people pleaser? Are you striving for success? Are you striving to be recognized for, you know, certain things? And there's nothing wrong with achieving and striving to do things and accomplishments. But does it consume you? See, the idolatry comes when something consumes you. I want to be so consumed by the Lord that I don't let these other things consume me. Like, they can occur, but they don't consume me. I want to be so consumed by his word that I want to consume it all the time. You know, I'm hungry for it, and I want to feast on it. And that's my feast, and I idolize that, and I put that on a pedestal. I put God on a pedestal, Um. And so, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what things consume us? What are the things, if you think about your thought life, the things that you think about often are the things that are becoming your idols. So if your thoughts are going to, you know, how am I going to do this thing, or I want to do this thing, or what do people think of me? That's another one. We don't even realize that's idolatry. But if you're being consumed with the thoughts of what people think of you, your idol is really, well, there's a couple things there, yourself, kind of, because, you know, you're worried about what people think of you, it's prideful. Um, You know, you're, you're worried about what people think of you can put, you know, the idolatry there could be, um, just other people's opinions. And, you know, you crave that. You know, in our society today with the social media, I was reading an article recently, and I just, like, was, like, blown away how it was talking. And it was just saying, you know, we literally feast on, like, getting likes on our posts on Facebook or, you know, heaven forbid we have the little angry face. Somebody doesn't like our post. Like, it will change your mood. It will change your whole day. And it was really – um insightful to read this and and realize that people's whole entire day can be affected by if they don't get a lot of likes on social media. And I can't even go down that road of thinking about teenagers because I know this is an enormous problem that is just beyond our grasp right now. But I mean, can I, I can't imagine being a teenager in this world with social media. And so that very easily becomes idolatry because then it's like the next thing you post, the next thing you share, or you're going to check and check and make sure that people like it and make sure that people, you know, respond to it. And it kind of validates us. And um, you know and we've all done it and we all do it you know um, and so we always have to go back to I am not over here to idolize myself or what people think of me I am over here to worship God and idolize him and so you know those things can consume people material things obviously can consume people um, people working toward that new car or that new home you um, or whatever the latest gadget is, right? That new iPhone. Um, those things can become idolatry in our lives. And so really the basis for smashing these idols, number one, the one thing that is going to get rid of them is Jesus. I mean, we have to give our, you know, we have to go to God and and ask him, number one, for strength and uh, repent, like I said. And then, ask him to help us smash them to pieces to dust what things are getting in your way of um you know keeping god as your number one priority like we can say that we live with god as our you know one true god and we worship him and him alone but face it in our society we are all walking around worshiping tons of other gods every single day the god of social media the god of stuff the god of um you know doesn't even have to be money even though for a lot of people it is the god of wealth and prosperity um some people even if you think about it the health you know our bodies are a temple for sure but we take it too far sometimes you know health and wellness becomes idolatry You know, I I can't remember a time where there was such a focus. You know, back when I was young, it was like, yeah, eat healthy and move on, right? Now it's like a lifestyle for people to be consumed with what they're consuming. And, you know... There's nothing wrong, and I'm not saying so, I don't, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, like the health and wellness is bad, because there's nothing wrong. Of course, we want to take care of our health. But I think you know what I'm talking about, when it kind of goes to the extreme, and that becomes you know, your God, I think for a lot of us these days, you find this like tribe mentality, where everybody wants to fit in into a place into a purpose into a tribe. So you have like your, you know, your oily people, your your oil people, you have your um, health and wellness people, you have your DIY people, you have your what else is there homeschooling people, right? There's all these like communities, And that's great. We are made for community, and it's really cool to be part of a community where you have like-minded folks and you can have the same interests and all of that. But we have to be careful. It doesn't become idolatry, right? You don't want it to become the thing that you're consumed with, that you're thinking about more than you're thinking about God. And it's not, I want to make this clear. It's not that you need to sit down and be like, every day. Now, I'm thinking about God for, you know, this many hours. Therefore, he is not, um, I I don't have idols because I have thought, I have thought about God today, 16 hours and everything else, you know, nine. (laughs) Oh, wait, that would be eight. Sorry, I did the math wrong. So, you know, you, uh, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Let's see if I can make this clear. What I'm saying is, Thinking about him more means he's the basis of everything you think. Thinking about him puts him at the forefront of your mind. And this is why I'm always talking about being in the word, because the word is where it begins to get our spiritual nourishment, to get our minds filled up with the things of God, the things that are true. So that... It's a constant conversation with God throughout the day, and his word is constantly at the forefront of your mind. It's where you operate out of. So you're not, you know, doing your life, doing your life, and then like reading the Bible at night before bed because you're supposed to. And it's not that you're reading your Bible all day long because, you know, you want to think about him more than anything else. It's just that you are tapped into him. It's like you are plugged into him and that is where your energy comes from and your spiritual, you know, thoughts and your daily thoughts. Everything flows because you are plugged in to him. It's not like we operate all day long and then we just like plug in the light at the end of the day and we get a little bit of recharge, right? I guess I could kind of say this like your phone. You know, when you're plugged in with the Lord, you're you're on the charger all day long. You're not ever getting on low battery. You don't take it off. And you don't only go and plug it in when you're running down to like, you know, one little percent like that happens to me all the time. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm at one percent. It better go plug in. No, you're operating with full charge the way you were intended to operate. He fully charges you and you're operating fully charged with him. So there isn't room for idols because you're all charged up on him. Does that make sense? So you're going to have a lot less idolatry when you're spending time with him. I mean, it's just like I say at the beginning of this episode and every episode. The remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live simply. When you're charged up on him and you're full charge... You don't have to worry about other things creeping in because you are full. And then you make all of your decisions based on that relationship you have with the Lord. So then you're not thinking about, you know, making your house so perfect. Sure you want your house to be nice, but it doesn't consume you because you've kind of got your priorities straight. And you're not thinking about going out shopping because you want to, you know, buy all these things that makes you feel good because you got the Bible and that makes you feel good. And you're not thinking about going on the internet and just scrolling around and, you know, vegging out and then getting annoyed because you're reading what everybody else posts and then you're getting jealous and then you're getting depressed and then you're getting despondent because these are all the feelings that happen I think in any given day when you scroll through the internet because you don't even feel like it you really don't care what everyone else has to say because you know what god has to say or when you are on that internet you look at everything through the lens of the lord because you're filled up on him and you look at things through the perspective of god and you don't end up feeling despondent and you don't end up feeling despair and you definitely don't end up feeling jealous because you are content in christ so everything that you do is all an outflow of your relationship with God. I mean, I've talked about this pretty much every episode, right, and everything I do, but I feel like the more, you know, we have all these, like, you know, books on how to be spiritual and books on how to read the Bible and all of that is great, but we're so worked up on the how that we're not remembering the why. Like, we don't need to worry about the how. Just be with God. Fill up on His Word. Let Him transform you from the inside out And you don't really have to think about it. You don't have to think about it all the time because it's just going to be there. It's just going to be at the forefront of your mind. So really, the key to smashing these idols is to not really let them get there in the first place because you're walking with the Lord. And, you know, that's what God intended for us. Those 10 commandments there, they are, they point us, you know, no one can keep them all, but they point us to what it would look like if we could live a perfect life. And we need to, you know, worship him alone and have no other gods before him and have no idols. And so... When we do that, it's, you know, I always say this, if we could just follow that first commandment, like everything else falls into place underneath it. Because if you are honoring God and love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul above everything else, you're not going to have idols. You're not going to lie. You're not going to steal. You're not going to dishonor your parents. You're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to, you know, do all of the things. So it, it's that's the perfect picture. It all starts With loving the Lord your God, with all your heart, soul, wholeheartedly, first, so that you won't do all the other things. But in our flesh, as humans, what do we do? We love ourselves way more half the time. We love what others think of us way more half the time. And we start to get distracted and we look at all the other things and we forget, honor him, worship him alone above all. And we don't have to try so hard then. We don't have to try so hard because when you love him that way, you are not, it's not even you don't have to try. You're just going to be able to do all the other things. But because we're humans, we're going to fail. And we're going to smash those idols and they're really not going to go to pieces, to dust. Right? There's still going to be some pieces like mine because they seem to always creep back in. But gradually, I'm getting there, smashing the big pieces down smaller and smaller. And one day, they'll all be dust. Um, So I want to ask you today to think about that. Think about your idols. Think about the things that are inhibiting you, that are hindering you in your walk with the Lord. Write them down and say, Lord, I want to smash these idols to pieces, and I need you to help me. And then just pray about that. Look at that list every day and say, God, how can I get rid of these things? How can I stop thinking about my house all the time? How can I stop thinking about, you know, what could go wrong all the time? How could I stop worrying about, you know, um, having the best clothes or hair or makeup or whatever? That's a whole other thing on Instagram, right? Did you ever go on Instagram and just, like, see how many people are out there, like, doing videos of hair and makeup and tutorials? I mean, I, I... sometimes my mind just can't wrap around how our society has gotten this way i don't know it's just like there's so much emphasis on everything um and so much time and energy and effort spent on all these things now listen i like hair and makeup i like to do my hair and makeup i like to dress nice so i'm not saying we shouldn't have those things what i'm saying is when we worship the lord god above all first and foremost Everything else gets put into its proper place. Just like I said with the Ten Commandments, you keep the first one, you're going to keep the rest. It's when we don't keep the first one that the idolatry creeps in and all the other things then start to, it's like um, the snowball effect, right? They all start to creep in. So I want you to write down the things you want to smash. Write down, you know, how write down some verses look up verses get in your word get in your word i'm telling you you will never regret spending time in the word the remedy for clutter and chaos is jesus the remedy for idols is god because he is our ultimate idol we shouldn't be having any others so spend time in the word and look up verses that have to do with your particular struggle or idol and see what God has to say about those things. Write out those verses. Memorize those verses. Operate out of those verses being your strength, right? I need my coffee when I wake up in the morning. Like Steve brings me my coffee every morning. I can't literally wake up <laughs> without it. I'm spoiled, I know. So he brings me my coffee. I literally wake up and I'm like, oh, my coffee, now I can get out of bed. Same thing with our Bible. That should, that should be our, I mean, right? I've got my Bible, now I can function. See, we have it backwards. We're like, oh, I'm going through my day. It's crazy. You know, let me get to my Bible later. Maybe it'll give me a verse that'll help me. No, we can't function properly without it. It is what we were made to feast on and to operate out of and to be plugged into. It is our spiritual nourishment. So I encourage you, go look up verses, spend time with the Lord, bring these idols to him, lay them down. Actually, no. pick them up and smash them. Don't just lay them down because then they might get, you know, picked back up. Smash them. Smash them to dust like Josiah did in um, these verses that I told you about. I'm going to reference those verses um, where you can look up those things on your own in the show notes today. I'm actually going to keep this podcast short because, like I said, I'm not feeling good. And my voice is, even though it's not sounding bad, it's not feeling good while I'm talking. (laughs) So I'm going to keep this one a little shorter than usual, but I hope that this encouraged you to smash the idols that are in your life today. Um, And I wanted to invite you next month to act. When I say next month, it is February. I want to invite you in a few weeks I want to invite you to come and spend the day with me at my simply living for him women 's event. We are having a one day event in Chester, New Jersey from ten to four i 'm going to be giving we 're having three different sessions about being women in the word. One of those two will be by me one will be my by my dear friend Jackie Foster who 's an amazing Bible teacher. You are not going to want to miss what she 's going to teach we 're going to have worship time, prayer time, lots of fun fellowship time, and lunch is included. I will have my books there if you want to see my new devotional. Um, I'm gonna have my books there they're going to be discounted so if you come out you can get one of my books I will also have my homeschooling books there Um, we are going to have a great time digging into the word of God spending time together as women who want to be changed by the word and want to be transformed by Jesus so invite your friends this event is for all women all ages and stages of life any woman who wants to come and learn about Jesus doesn't matter where you are in your walk with the Lord you will be encouraged also I'll be speaking at teach them diligently starting This month. If you go to Nashville, the end of this month, we're really excited to head down to Nashville. The schedule is out, it is on the Teach Them Diligently website. I will link to all of that in the show notes as well. And then I will be speaking six times this spring for Teach Them Diligently. Also, the homegrown generations. Interactive online event is coming up the week of February 18th. Um, I will be speaking on Tuesday, I believe, February 18th. I will link all that in the show notes. There are amazing speakers. Kirk Cameron is speaking. Heidi St. John. Israel Wayne. Um, I just drew a blank. But, the, oh, Andrew Pudua um There are amazing speakers. Go check that out. Um, And that is all week long event. And you are going to be so blessed. It's just $20 for lifetime access to the entire event. I'll be speaking um, about real homeschool and letting go with the Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool. So I'd encourage you to go check out um, the event for $20. You can watch from home. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't even have to get dressed. You can stay in your pajamas. So um, I will put that link in my show notes as well. The Simply Living for Him devotional is available on Amazon. I'm very excited. So many women have been telling me that it's helping them to stay in the word every single day. And that's the reason I wrote it. So that is really encouraging. I will link to that as well. Um, And let's see. I think that is all I have to say. Oh, one more thing. The homeschool consulting appointments are filling up for the spring. I have limited availability this spring with my speaking schedule. But I do have appointment appointments. opportunities available and so if you are a homeschooler and you need a boost you need some guidance you need some reassurance you need a friend go check out the Homeschool Consulting Program. I do single visits. They're all over the phone. So we do FaceTime or audio calls and it's just so special to me. I'm enjoying doing this so much. Um, You can do just a one-time visit or you can do a package. All the information is also on the website and I will link it in the show notes. So um, thank you for listening. I want you now to go smash your idols. Um, Write them down. Read what God has to say about them and then take action and do it. Okay. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.